When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we're all realizing that the quality of our air, and particularly the quality of our indoor air, is really darn important. I'm so excited to tell you about Puro Air because in 30 minutes, this device will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called a HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. I keep my Puro Air running upstairs where the bedrooms are all night. I love that it's quiet. Cleaner air just hits different, doesn't it? Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at getpuroair.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. One more time for the people in the back, getpuroair.com. I'm Stephanie Safarian, and this is episode 71. You are listening to the Sustainable Minimalist Podcast, a show about living simply and sustainably with your family. Here's your host, Stephanie Safarian. Hello there and welcome back. Today we are talking about something that is near and dear to my heart. We are talking about what it actually means to be conscious consumers and where and how we even start. I'm under the assumption that the general public associates the term conscious consumerism with being cheap. And I'm using air quotes over here around the word cheap, by the way. It's almost as if shopping mindfully and with intention gets a bad rap because doing so is lumped into the frugalness category, and being frugal, aka being cheap, is the absolute opposite of being cool, right? The assumption that conscious consumers are cheap, again, air quotes, doesn't even begin to get it right. I think that being a conscious consumer is actually super cool, and it's super smart, too. Here's why. Conscious consumers naturally buy less and save more money. Saving more money means a few things. Either A, you're not unnecessarily financially stressed out, or B, it means you have a bit more money in your account to buy big price tag items or big price tag experiences when the opportunity comes along. And by the way, if you're a homeowner, that big price tag item probably isn't uh, something cool, new, and shiny. It's probably doing maintenance on your house or your home without crying when the estimates roll in. A few other bonuses of being a conscious consumer is that you're not ignorantly harming the planet unnecessarily. And I use the word ignorant there in the nicest of terms. Perhaps I should instead say unknowingly harming the planet. But the truth is that consumerism and buying stuff we just don't need wastes our planet's valuable resources. It creates packaging waste. It creates excess carbon emissions to ship the item to your front door. In many cases, the resources it takes to actually create the item you just purchased, like water, for instance, is huge. If you Google what is a conscious consumer, you will come up with an awful lot of definitions. I believe the smartest thing is to describe, first and foremost, what a conscious consumer isn't. And spoiler alert, number one is a conscious consumer is not cheap. A conscious consumer is not a consumer who 
checks Amazon reviews before buying. Conscious consumers are so much more than that. And by the way, I do think Amazon reviews actually play an important piece. I'll get to that later. Conscious consumers don't have their credit cards saved on Amazon or any other big online marketplace, and that's because they make it hard for themselves to make mindless purchases. They actually thwart themselves at every turn so that mindless purchases are a thing of the past. Finally, conscious consumers are not swayed by deals or sales, and they most certainly do not walk around the mall on Saturday or Sunday afternoons because he or she has nothing to do. Conscious consumers mean you have a big brain of your own. It means you are not swayed by companies' marketing teams. You know what you want. You know what you like. You know what you need. And when it comes to food and beauty product purchases, you know what's safe and what isn't. The best part of being a conscious consumer is that you don't rely on advertisers to answer questions for you. You're self-sufficient. Conscious consumers make deliberate and informed choices. They never buy anything mindlessly. And the best part about being a conscious consumer, in my opinion, is that conscious consumers are confident because they know they can rely on themselves to make the right choices for their families. Phew, (laughs) that was the longest introduction I've ever recorded, and I said conscious consumer an awful lot. Today I am giving you four strategies to be a little more conscious in your consumerism. And just a little forewarning, today's episode goes quick. I give you a lot of resources, a lot of websites, and a lot of tips. If you're driving, perhaps, or if you're out for a walk and you don't have a pen, just head on over to this week's show notes, which is essentially this episode written verbatim. You can find it at mamaminimalist.com forward slash 071. So let's get right into the four strategies to be a conscious consumer. The first strategy is easily blown off, but I urge you not to do it, and that is to give yourself the space and the time to make the right decision. Don't wait until the last minute to acquire something. When we're down to the wire and when we feel stressed out, we tend to recklessly abandon any and all attempts at conscious consumerism, and we just buy the first thing we see. In my own life, I try so hard to give myself that buffer zone so that I can acquire X item or Y item without relying on Amazon two-day free shipping. However, I'm human and I make mistakes and I have the perfect example to outline this strategy. I'm a little bit embarrassed to divulge my own shortcomings on this podcast about conscious consumerism, but I'm doing it because I think it really and perfectly displays what I am trying to prevent in your lives, and that is buying without first thinking. So my eldest daughter, I signed her up for T-Ball and she needed new gloves and new sneakers. Obviously, gloves, sneakers, standard T-ball equipment. When I signed her up, I knew the sneakers that she already had would just be perfectly adequate for T-ball. And I assumed that one of my mom friends had a hand-me-down glove that my daughter could borrow for the season. No sense in buying a new one, right? It's not a necessary purchase I can borrow. 
Well, wouldn't you know, in the four weeks between signing her up for T-ball and actually the first day of practice, those four weeks flew by. I forgot to ask around to borrow the item, and here we are, two days before T-ball practice, no glove in sight. And I really kind of shot myself in the foot (laughs) because she needs a glove and I hadn't acquired one. So what did I end up doing? I purchased it online. But with a little forethought, you don't have to make my mistake. Give yourself the time you need to acquire a purchase secondhand. Or if you know you're going to purchase, give yourself the time you need to do your research. We'll talk about research and strategy too, which is coming right up. Don't be afraid to reach out to companies if necessary. So if you're looking at a beauty product, for instance, and there's an ingredient that is concerning or whatever it may be, don't be intimidated. Just go right for it. Use the About Us and Contact Us sections on a company's website or use social media to reach out. That's what those teams employed by companies are there for. And if you give yourself the time to actually make a conscious purchase, then reaching out to companies is a little less intimidating because you know you're not down to the wire and you can purchase when you're ready. All right. So giving yourself the time and the space to make the right decision is huge. I know I make my worst decisions when I leave it down to the wire. But strategy number two is, of course, to support conscious companies. First, we're going to identify what on earth that means, and then we're going to describe how on earth to do it. So what does it mean to support conscious companies? That means you pick one or perhaps even more concerns that you have that matter to you, and you support your values with your dollars. Here are some examples. Perhaps Packaging waste is a big concern for you. You're going to support companies that are conscious about their packaging. Or perhaps you instead decide to buy from companies that give back. Giving back is hot right now, and so many companies are giving back in various ways. Perhaps that is a value that you're willing to support with your dollars. Or perhaps you support brands with lifetime or long-term guarantees and replaceable parts. It's no secret that things are made to break these days. So if you support companies that stand by their products and are willing to replace whatever breaks, that's a great strategy for both you and for the planet. Finally, perhaps something that matters to you is buying locally. So perhaps you decide that you are only going to purchase items that are locally made or locally sourced or locally sold, and you're only going to purchase them from small businesses. Now, here's where Amazon comes into play. Perhaps you use the thousands of Amazon reviews to inform your purchasing decisions, but don't purchase from Amazon. Purchase locally and purchase small. All right, so how do you do it? How do you support conscious companies? Where do you even find conscious companies? Well, I have two resources for you. The first one is the Environmental Working Group. It's a website. You type in a product. Perhaps your product is a food or a cosmetic, and you receive from the website an overall score, which is broken down into different subcategories, such as environmental impact, health impact, et cetera, et cetera. 
You can find nearly anything on the EWG, and you can find more information than you ever thought possible on your product on the EWG. But just a little word of caution, using the EWG is like going down a rabbit hole. (laughs) You go to the website and a whole world of knowledge is suddenly opened up to you and some of the knowledge is absolutely concerning. Know that before you head on over. I will say that the EWG is bookmarked on my computer and I use it any time I think about purchasing a beauty product because the EWG does health and toxicity so well, and that's something that's so important to me. I would never buy a new product without checking its EWG score first. My second resource for you is buymeonce.com. It's a website that resources and seeks out products that are built both ethically and sustainably. The best part, in my opinion, of Buy Me Once is that it also highlights products that are made to last for as long as possible. Now, you can go on this website and you can purchase directly through Buy Me Once. You can search for gifts, you can buy fashion, et cetera, et cetera, and you can trust that the products that are highlighted are ethical and sustainable. Moving right along to strategy three, Now, I put this strategy in this episode so that for those of us who are out and about, we have our phones, but we really don't feel like doing a ton of research while we're standing in the grocery store, for instance, this strategy is for you. So if you're out and about, be sure to trust certifications from reputable agencies over random and confusing marketing statements. When a product is certified by a trusted organization, keyword trusted, it means you can be confident that the product has met guidelines for safety or environmental or social concerns. Now, what is a trusted organization? Well, I'll give you some examples. Some are USDA organic certified, that's for food, obviously, made safe for personal care. Global Organic Textile Standards for textiles or Fair Trade Certified for food and clothing. Marketing statements are all over the place. All natural, fat free. Those are blanket marketing terms that actually mean nothing. And it is solely becoming more profitable for companies to become certified by the trusted organizations I just mentioned. And that's why if a product you've been eyeing is actually an Indeed certified, it will definitely be labeled as such. Now, I know I'm going to get an email from a farmer after listening to this episode saying that getting certified organic is very expensive and the process is like jumping through hoops. And so it's often more advantageous to local organic farms to just not be certified organic. And yes, I totally agree. There are some amazing people doing some amazing things out there and they're not certified. However, if you have any questions about whether somebody is organic, let's say, but not certified organic, just reach out to them, talk to them, especially if you're at a farmer's market, and see what they have to say. Our fourth and final strategy for being a conscious consumer is to just simply shift your spending mindset. We've all been conditioned to shop until we drop, right? Shop for the cheapest price, 
fill up our homes with stuff we may or may not need, get bargains at every turn, but don't tout that you found a bargain. Go ahead, give yourself permission to just step away from all those assumptions that are culturally ingrained in all of us. Feel free in that backing away. You don't need to shop until you drop. You don't need to fill up your home with stuff you may or may not need. You do, however, need to fill up your home with stuff you actually truly need and use. How on earth do you do that? The strategies are so simple. I know you've heard them before. You rent or you borrow the item when possible. You purchase a pre-loved item when available. You purchase a safe or eco-friendly alternative when available. Sometimes it feels as though the reduce, reuse, recycle, borrow mindset has just been repeated ad nauseum, so much so that we don't even truly ingest its wisdom anymore. And so I really ask you to next time you're going to purchase something, to really think, can I reuse something? Can you? Can you borrow it? Can you just go without and still be satisfied? Now, if the answer is no, no, no to all those questions, then I ask you to think less about the cost on the label, so less about uh, shopping for the cheapest price, and thinking more about, instead, cost per use. So what does that mean? That means, essentially, instead of looking at that bottom line, that number on the price tag, think about how many times do you envision using this item or wearing this item, and what is the cost per use? You could buy a black t-shirt for $4.99. Perhaps it fits eh, but it certainly wasn't made from a renewable resource The workers who made it certainly weren't paid appropriately. But anyway, that $4.99 shirt, that standard black tee, won't last you all that long simply because the price tag was cheap, but also the product is cheap. Perhaps instead you purchase that black t-shirt from a company that's already been vetted by buybeones.com. Perhaps that shirt is made from hemp or linen or organic cotton, and it's made to last, but the price tag is significantly larger. If you adopt the cost per use mentality, that bottom line figure won't feel so shocking because you know you're going to have that latter black tea much longer than you would the fast fashion option. Perhaps if the opportunity arises, and if the funds are there, you consider spending more on a well-researched, reputable item than the cheap one. Rethink those spending mindsets that we're always shopping for deals, shopping for cheap, because cheap almost always, not always, but almost always, means disposable. A final thought before we close Conscious consumerism is like so many things we talk about on this podcast. It's a journey, right? You're not going to wake up tomorrow and be the world's best conscious consumer. So pat yourself on the back for the little successes you have. Give yourself some grace on those moments 
those inevitable moments <laughs> when you don't do so hot. I'm thinking about my daughter's t-ball glove. And just know that a step in the right direction is always better than standing still. Now, everything we talk about today is in this week's show notes. You can find them at mamaminimalist.com forward slash 071. On next week's episode, we are talking about the seven items we all keep in our closets that we need to let go. I'll see you then. Take care. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.